If you have an interest in horses and love learning more about horses, the horse industry, teaching, or even managing your own horse business, then you're in the right place. We would love you to join us on our mission, which is to improve the lives of horses around the world through the education of riders, handlers, and trainers. So get comfortable, listen in, and enjoy. Today's chat's been brought to you by International Horse College. We have a mission to improve the welfare of horses throughout the world through the safe education of riders, handlers and trainers and that's what these chats are all about. Registered Training Organisation 31352. Today's chat, we've got Diane Jenkins back again. She's been a previous guest. I'm pretty sure she's been a listener's choice as well. Just go to horsechats.com, search for Diane, search for Jenkins. How are you today, Diane? Yes, very well. Thank you, Lana. Good. All right, Diane, today we're going to talk about the understanding of training the flying change because it's quite misunderstood, isn't it? It certainly is, yes. It's, yeah. a, it's a very common question that I get with coaching and, um, like, it's one of those, um, you know, those training things that people are often scared about. Yes, so, yes. You know, they're terrified of sort of asking at the wrong time, mm-hmm, all right, so that probably brings us into the first question then. When should they ask? Okay, so when when should you ask? When you have a, a, a good canter mm-hmm. with your horse, you know, um, preferably the horse has a good understanding of counter canter and simple changes, you know, from the walk. Basically, um, you know, you have a good elementary obedience. So I find that the dressage tests, sort of flow along for a very good reason. So mm-hmm. if you can do elementary work um, and you have the obedience of that, you know, you're most certainly ready to start flying changes. But then again, you know, you don't have to be perfect at it. Like some people sort of go on and on forever and and then they sort of almost train the counter canter too much. Mm-hmm. So it's a bit of a feeling that you have a good canter, all right? Okay, okay. So that probably brings us into the next one is what is a good canter? What's a good quality canter? Well, a, a canter that is starting to carry on the hind legs. Mm-hmm. Uh, basically, you can say it's a straight canter. I mean, um horse has a spine that we teach to bend um, and then in the canter it needs to be very straight. That sounds like a long story, and it is a long story. But, you know, you need to be able to ride your horse straight, and counter-canter helps you train for that. Okay. And also you need the ability of transition, which is pretty much, you know, canter-to-walk. Now, some horses are better at canter-to-walk than others. So, again, you know, horses are full of ifs and buts. Mm-hmm. So as long as they have a reasonable understanding of those transitions, and counter candor. Okay. Right? Okay. Yep. 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 Which now, goes to the third one, which is in the bridle. I was going you know, to say, yep. Connection. Yep. That's yeah. right. So if yep. you could talk about that, because even that, you know, like we talk about flying changes, but even just that connection that in the bridle, you know, there's a broad range of understanding about that. So, you know, how, how yeah. yeah, if you can tell us yeah. when the horse is ready. Well, that sort of goes with your elementary training, of course. The horse has got to be trained to be on the bit. I always regard the bridle as a little bit like your telephone line because that's where you talk to the horse through your half holes. Yes. So 
you know, if you're trying, you have to teach the horse to wait, you know, not to go off doing changes everywhere. Mm-hmm. So you do that through your rein, you know. I mean, I always go to the suggestion, you know, what do you do to tell your horse to canter? Now, most people will answer, you know, inside rein, outside leg, you know, or a mm-hmm. variation mm-hmm. of that. So, you know, counter canter, what keeps your horse in counter canter? Generally, if you talk to the inside rein, keep your outside leg on. Um, so, you know, you need need that connection. Apart from your normal training and putting, putting them in the bridle and getting them over the back, it's a matter of being able, you know, to talk to the horse. Okay. Okay. Now, that's all about the horse and the horse's training. What about the ability for the rider? Timing, you mm-hmm. know. So the better the rider... Obviously, the easier it, it is. But there's only one way to learn, and you just go and do it. I find uh, training flying changes is very hit and miss for a start. Main thing is the horse never gets upset. Having said that, you know, you always get the reverse situation where the horse is really dopey and lazy, and then you really need to egg them on and wake them up a bit, yep. which you would have done with a canter to walk anyway, mm-hmm. so that, you know, you can you almost create the canter you need for a canter to walk, except you don't stop. You keep going, but you keep the canter little so mm-hmm. the horse doesn't have to do so much work to okay. make change. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So the rider needs to be able to fit with the rhythm of the horse, sort of get into the beat, you know, duh, 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 that sort of thing. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And on one of those, duh, 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 yep. you ask for the change. So, like I said, for a start, it's a bit hit and miss. So it can be a bit of a kick or a click mm-hmm. or eventually, you know, it gets down to a new outside leg. But basically for a start, you just need them to change legs. Okay. Again, you go back to the good canter. Mm-hmm. Oh. Mm-hmm. If we do try and it goes wrong, what happens then? Never let the horse get upset. Okay. I mean, you can go back, train a bit of half pass, improve mm-hmm. your canter, make sure you've got the canter walks. Um, you know, good. Um, make sure the horse is not going too fast. But then again, remember, if they're lazy, you do have to wake them up. Okay. Keep a good small canter is what I call. You know, if it's too fast or too slow, you know, it's um, it's not quite right. So you sort of got to get it right. And it depends what the horse is asking you for. You've got to get it mm-hmm. from one leg to the other okay. without too much hassle. So if you miss it, yeah, yeah, if you miss it, just keep staying in the counter canter, uh-huh. and you know generally you can go keep going around the arena and or make a big circle in counter canter and keep asking. There's a few exercises that you can use mm-hmm. depending on what your horse is like, but I can't overemphasize the fact is never let your horse get too hot about it. Yes, right. yes, okay, okay. Now, if they get too fast, you said the canter must be slow and little. Yes. And you said why to make it easier. Was there anything else that we needed to know about the canter and the, the slow and little rather than too fast? Yeah, too fast will always make it too difficult for them mm-hmm. um, and you'll end up upset fast. Usually breeds panic. Okay, um, yes. So you don't want that. Uh, remembering that you can't let the lazy horse be stopping. They've still got to have a bit of a forward urge in their head. Mm. But, yeah, little and and slow is easy for them 
and keeps them calm. And, you know, if they do get a bit excited about change, well, just walk on the other side, tell them it's okay, yep. you know, and then you can ask again. Okay. And what if it's too slow? What if we've got a horse that, yeah, is just too slow? Okay. So they're too lazy. Mm-hmm. So a bit of reverse tactics there. Sometimes you could do like a medium canter yep. on the diagonal okay, and then bring them back to that that little canter mm-hmm. and ask then. Okay. And then your positioning becomes, you know, very important. You've got to always – that's where the straightness comes back into it. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. like remember how you ask for a canter in the first place. Yes. You wouldn't ask for a canter with the quarters way out the wrong way. We okay. normally put the quarters a little bit in. So okay. remember that with your positioning, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So it's all quite involved. So. Oh, for sure. And I think, mm. you know, you, you said in the ability of the rider, it's the timing and the rhythm. Yes, it is. You know, it's something that the horses can do naturally, but the rider's got to ride it right to get a good change. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's right. And, and gradually, even if you're a beginner at it as a rider, mm. you know, you, you learn to get into the rhythm and keep counting the beat and you've got to get your change aid on one of those beats. Yep. It's amazing how you learn as the horse learns. He's not going to be perfect at the start. Like mm-hmm. he might be late behind, he might be late in front, and it's a little bit like you've got a time limit on that. Like like I said, very few horses do it perfectly mm. for a start. So what happens then if a horse is late behind? How can we correct that? Well, again, it goes back to the quality of the canter, mm-hmm. um, and that's where it means that the canter should be littler. Yes. Rather, maybe you're letting them dive through the air or something like that. So you've got to learn to sit them up in front, more okay. uphill. Okay, okay. Mm. And if they're late in front, it will yes. mean they're a bit heavy on the forehand. Okay. Right? So, yeah, can't get the shoulders off the ground. Mm-hmm. So you've got to fix the canter up to fix that up. There's so much, isn't it? You, you go back and we talked about the quality of the canter right up front yes. early. And yep. it really does go back to the quality of the canter, the ability of the rider, doesn't it? Yes, yep. exactly. Yep. Mm. Because that's what you keep going back to. And if you if you run into a brick wall, yep. go back to your elementary work and or your medium work, like I said, train half pass, mm-hmm. start to try, train pirouettes, improve the canter, you'll get it. They all, okay. they all okay. can do it. Okay. You know? Yeah. Yep. Some are harder than others, that's all. <laughs> okay. So say we've got a horse who's doing flying changes. Mm-hmm. At what stage do we start sequence changes? How established do the flying changes need to be before we can start looking at sequence changes or even just two changes on a, a straight line? You know, at, at what stage do we have to be there? And you're happy that they're fairly established. Mm-hmm. But, um, once again, don't frighten them. So, like, people do frighten them by asking too quickly because they get ambitious. Mm-hmm. But the horse needs to be fairly established um, with the one change um, and then you'll start to sort of do two on a side or on a diagonal, mm-hmm. you know, quite a space apart. I mean, again, you look at how the tests are designed, they tell you a bit. So, and if you find that you're running into trouble, you know, just work back the scale, you know, go back and do your single changes, then start again, right? Yeah. Um, never frighten the horse because that flying change is basically one of the most important things that you do. and You just do more and more of them as you go along. So you have to have 
you know, the, um, what would you say, the ability in, of the horse, the temperament of the horse with you. Yes. Because um, if they're frightened, no, won't work. You know, you just you just can't tell them if they're frightened. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But basically, they've got to be with you as yep. the rider. Good, good. All right, then. I think that was very good. You know, it was there. It was a little bit of a short one, but good qualities and and understanding that whole training the flying changes and what's required. And as you say, not really steps or questions, but it's understandings. Yeah. You know, things that, that yep. we just keep keep going and um, learning how to train flying changes. So, yeah, thanks very much, Di. It's uh, been good talking to you again. And if anyone wants yep. to listen to Di's previous chat, it's on horsechats.com slash Diane Jenkin or just go to horsechats.com, search for Diane or search for Jenkin and you'll find that previous chat. And, um, yeah, Di, hopefully we'll have some more of these. I think really, you know, sound knowledge, good dressage background and just, um, yeah, really good stuff, Di. So hopefully we'll talk to you again soon. Yes, thanks, Kalanis. Thank you very much. If you've enjoyed this chat, then please comment, rate and subscribe. If you'd like any changes or recommendations for guests, then please contact us through horsechats.com. And while you're online, have a look at the government-accredited courses at internationalhorsecollege.com. Registered Training Organisation 31352. Remember that our comments and instructions are general in nature and do not take into consideration your individual horses or your individual ability and circumstances. If you enjoyed this podcast, then please leave your comment below 